0: You're listening to Tell Me in 10, a publicity podcast for female entrepreneurs on the go. I'm your host, Danielle Bayer jackson a high school teacher turned publicist and the founder of Tell Public Relations. And on this show, I'm teaching you everything you need to know to increase your visibility and enhance your reputation, all in 10 minutes or less. Are you ready? Okay, the first is this, and I I get kind of heated because I'm very passionate about this. I want you to win. The first is this, we don't preview what's to come. We fail to preview for our guests what Is to come so this is what that means you might put up a really beautiful graphic You've got a date set you've got a time and you're excited to promote it But all you do is keep saying I'm having an event this Friday I'm having an event this Friday you should come it's gonna be awesome and here are the people who are speaking You should come okay, but people are more likely to attend your event if you have illustrated for them what to expect So you have to let people preview the experience so that they can buy in so this doesn't mean that your event is a bad idea It doesn't mean that um, Um, there's anything inherently wrong with it you might actually be sitting on an event that's super creative and really awesome but if you fail to preview for people what they can expect when they come then you are not differentiating yourself from any other event. And think about it. We are now online and it's proven and it makes sense. It comes as no surprise, but we're spending more and more time online, especially during quarantine. So that probably means that people are overwhelmed by the number of options that they have. If you want to be memorable and differentiate yourself, you have to give people details that get them excited. So what are some examples of things that you can preview for your audience to get them excited to attend your event? One, who else is going to be there? Is this an event where you're roping in other speakers? If so, let people know. Oh, so-and-so is going to come. I'm so excited. In fact, she's going to do an Instagram takeover of our page and show you her day. So you can get a feel for her style and really feel like you know her once you show up for Friday's event. That's how that works. Okay. So how can you get involved The people who are partnering with you to make this virtual event a success, whether they're collaborating with you in some way, or you've asked them to speak, you should be showing people who those people are so we can get a feel of who will be watching on the big day. The second thing you can preview is the program. Why are we not showing people a specific example of, Hey, when you come to the event, the first 10 minutes, we're going to do this. And then the next 15 minutes, we're going to network and we're going to put you into groups. And the last 30 minutes, we're really going to get into yada, yada yada, yada. Okay. A lot of times we don't do this because one, we don't know ourselves, which makes me nervous. If you don't already know the program for your own event. The second reason we fail to show our program is because we just want people to come and we don't want them to know. We want to kind of play that close to the chest. And I understand that. I understand the vulnerability that comes with uh, exposing the details of your event, but how else do I know what to expect? And if it's for me or whether I know, Oh, I got to go to this thing because they're doing this segment and it sounds really fun. Okay, so the number one mistake to recap is failing to preview the event to people and let them know it's to come. And the way you can do that is by highlighting people who will speak and highlighting the program itself to give people a taste of what to expect. Okay, that's mistake number one. It's common. Stop doing that. And now you know how to stop doing that. The second mistake that we often make when we're hosting a virtual event is that we have no component that allows for audience participation now this really ruffles my feathers and clients know that I go really hard on this part but a lot of times and it's not your fault it's natural a lot of times what we do is we want to talk about us we want to showcase our business we want to tell all the great things we're doing and that's great that you're excited and that's great. You want to show all your features, but do you have any component in the event where people get to participate or is it just you? Because just think about this from the user experience for a second, step out of, out of your perspective. If you have to go and sit and listen, well, who wants to do that? to say, and whenever you get people a microphone and you say, I want to hear about you, they tend to show up. So you figure out what that component looks like for you, whether it's sharing stories or submitting things, but do you have some kind of component in your virtual event where other people get to lend their voice to the conversation and it's not about you, okay? Now, the number three... Mistake that we often make whenever we're hosting a virtual event is we don't talk enough about the outcome. So we'll talk about, oh, it's going to be on this day and it's going to be so fun and here are some pictures. But what am I going to get out of coming? That doesn't make your audience or your clients, your customers or your attendees selfish that's not what that means but like I said earlier there's so much competition in the virtual sphere for our attention that I have to be very selective over how I'm gonna spend my afternoon there's so many events going on there's lots to do What's happening here that you are offering value for that I think to myself as an attendee, oh gosh, I have to go because I have to get that value. Now, here's the, here's the disconnect, but that's what I'm here for is to help you make the connection is oftentimes we're like, oh no, it's going to be valuable. Like I'm going to give a lot of good stuff, but we never communicate that. You know that. I know that, that you're sitting on some good golden nuggets, but have you communicated to women by the time you leave this event? or after this virtual event, you will learn, you will receive, you will know how to do this, you'll do something better or faster or cheaper, but it has to add value in some way for a woman to want to attend. If you're saying it'll be fun, okay, I'm gonna push you even further to say something about how you know it's a nice mental break from doing all the things we do as moms, so this is that break that you need. Even if it's that simple, which is kind of generic, but at least you painted a clear picture for me of why I should come because you're going to deliver these outcomes. So let's stop leaning so much into highlighting the logistics for people and highlighting the top tier features and the fun, shiny stuff. And also let them know, here's what you can expect to uh, experience by the time you leave. Here's how I would have helped to improve some aspect of your life. So be clear about the outcomes of the event. Okay? And um, also don't be afraid uh, afraid to promote. This is one reason why we like working with women specifically because a lot of us, we share the same, you know, complexes and we share the same hangups. And so I really like to lean into that and help speak to that. But a lot of times we'll mention it once or we'll post about it and we're like, oh, people know, like I put it on my page. Can we get real for a second? One, if social media is your strategy, your solo singular strategy for promotion, you're missing out. Because due to the algorithm, only a sliver of the people who signed up to follow you are even going to get that information. So that whole mindset of, oh, I already posted it so they'll see it, like 10 of them saw it. And then they scrolled and went on to something else. So I know sometimes we're like, I don't want to be obnoxious. I don't want to be all in people's face every day leading up to my event. Trust me, I get it. I've suffered from that too. Now I'm over it. Because I understand that, especially with social media, we've got to continue to promote because we want people to see it. As a matter of fact, recently, well, a couple months ago, I personally was featured in NBC News. And I made a big thing about it. And I was like, this is amazing. And I was so excited. That was months ago. But now it's almost November, and I just posted it again on Instagram. And I had people like, what? This is amazing. And I'm thinking to myself, I posted it in February. But it goes to my point. If you feel like I only want to post about my virtual event one time because I don't want to annoy people, that's just a personal mindset that we have of being super conscious of being obnoxious, and I respect it. But there are so many people who didn't even hear about it. Genuinely, they didn't see the post, they didn't see the story, they didn't see the thing. So it calls for us to come up every day and talk about it. Now if you're like, how do I continue to talk about this event? Do I just want to repeat myself? You shouldn't be repeating yourself. Maybe on day one, you talk about the purpose of the event. Maybe on day two, you take us behind the scenes and tell us what sparked your motivation for having it. Maybe on day three, you show us the behind the scenes of you getting things ready, you making calls to the speakers to get them pumped up, you know? so. If you're scared about going on multiple times to promote an event, which a lot of women don't do because they don't want to be annoying, you're missing opportunities to get people to show up, okay? That's mistake number three. Talk about the outcomes of your event to help people understand the value of coming, and then finally, talk about it every single day, right? And the final reason why your virtual event is flopping, ready for it, is because you're not providing extension opportunities. Danielle, what's an extension opportunity? Well, when you have the event, it's not over when it's over, right? Hopefully you've integrated some kind of component in your event, which makes people extend their interaction with you. So you should always be ending your event with something like, okay, we want to keep the conversation going. So if you want to join us, we actually have a free downloadable guide that you can get on our blah, 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 blah. Or hey, you know, let's keep the party going. In two weeks, we're going to have another event where we yada, 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 okay? So figure out what that is. I don't know if it's a join my email list. I don't know if it's a come to our next event. I don't know if it's like, hey, you know, sign up for a session. I don't know what it is, but you should have some kind of extension opportunity present in your event, specifically toward the end of it, to keep the conversation going and to keep the momentum strong. If this wasn't enough and you want to stay after class for more, then join us at tellpublicrelations.com slash members only, where our private members get access to exclusive podcast content, PR trainings, and best of all, first dibs on real live media opportunities. That's tellpublicrelations.com slash members only. And until then, class dismissed.